3: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 200 and Gabagool of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Detonate from Baltimore, Maryland. Obviously, that's a hardcore band, and you enjoyed it. The song was called Take Aim, and it's off of their demo, which I believe came out in 2020, but uh, maybe it was 2021. Either way, I'm not here to give you dates. I'm here to give you information, and sometimes I lack in that, but I make up for it with charisma, all right, and convincing you of things that maybe not be true, but I make it sound good, right? I'm like a politician in that way. Sometimes i got to change the way and the tone in which I'm speaking just to make it make a little more sense or be a little more clear. And sometimes it's still incredibly vague and muddy. But that's the way it is. We walk away, we all feel good. And you're going to feel good on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast when you check out this interview I've got with Danny Schuler and Dan Nastasi of Kings Never Die. We're talking about their new EP that was just released on Fast Break Records. Called The Good Times and The Bad Of course you know these two guys From bands they've been in in the past But I don't need to tell you what they are Because you already know them So let's do the Getting It Out podcast intro song And then get right into this episode Damn
4: what's good all you bitches and bitchettes It's the illustrious hot dog Back at it again With another podcast intro They said oh You want to do a podcast intro For the Getting It Out podcast Said oh a rapper, don't I? They said no, nah, you don't gotta write a rap verse. It's a hardcore project. said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends, till they bury all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I in all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Get it out. All right, motherfuckers, you're in the right place at the right time. Rest in peace, Shane Money, and LFTW
1: forever!
3: Sometimes I start these things off and I'm not so sure what to say. So, let me uh, try to cheat. Hey Alexa, what's the big news today?
1: Daniel, here's your news. From ABC News.
0: From ABC News, I'm Chuck Severson. Some optimism and good news in the tough, hot battle against a wildfire in California's Yosemite National Park. Hey, Alexa.
3: Stop it. If there's one thing I hate, it's news about wildfires. Not relatable to me. I'm never going to live in a place where there's wildfires. But how funny would it be if my podcast, for the rest of it, was just me listening to Alexa tell me the news uh, from ABC That'd be good, alright? ABC it, 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 News. N- Look at that. <laughs> From
2: ABC News, I'm Chuck Siebertson.
0: Some optimism and good news in the tough hot battle against a wildfire in California's
3: hey Alexa, U- Stop it. I wonder if I can make it so they never tell me news about wildfires again. I think I did my job. I never started a wildfire. I've never uh, I've never done anything nefarious in the woods. I've never lit a candle and left it burn. My sister did that once. She burned down the house. Now we call her Aunt Arson. She didn't burn it down all the way, but she did scorch it. We had to live out of the neighbor's house for about a month. Uh, my, my my One of our kids was watching 10 Things I Hate About You the other day with her friends, and that was a trigger moment for me because I said, that's the movie I went to go see. I went to go see 10 Things I Hate About You, and then when I came back, my house was uh, had already caught on fire and all, all that business. I missed it. I missed the house fire because I was watching 10 Things I Hate About You. You know, that was a middle schooler problem back then. You leave your house for a few hours and your house burns down. You had to keep good watch on it. And I didn't do it. It was my fault. Uh, so even though I blame my sister, it really was on me, I guess. But you know what? That's my point. I don't care about fire news. How about some... Um, f- <laughs> Fire! I was just trying to say fire news, but I don't think I, that can work in my vocabulary. I don't think I can talk like that. But this past weekend, was this is Hardcore Fest in Philadelphia, and I know a lot of people had a lot of good times there. I saw their pictures and their videos. It looked like fun. Uh, I don't know that fests are the thing for me anymore, but it was cool to see all those bands playing under the same roof. in a few days in a row, one of those bands that opened the show on the pre-show was uh, Kings Never Die, who I've got here on this episode of the podcast. I remember once going to This Is Hardcore pre-show, but it was in LeMoyne, Pennsylvania. The only two bands I remember playing it are Kids Like Us and Barricade. Both of them were on Eulogy Records at the time. And I don't ever remember why there would have been a pre-show for This Is Hardcore all the way out in the middle of the state, but for some reason it was. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I think that's how it was. Anyway. Kings Never Die played the pre-show this year And uh, my guests this week are Dan Nastasi and Danny Schuller, Both of whom you might know from their previous bands But of course we're talking about Kings Never Die and their new EP Good Times and the Bad Out now on Fast Break Records So let's play a song from that How about we go with their first single Off of this, let's play Rally And then get into my conversation With all three Dans That's including myself (laughs)
0: It's what you live for. EP was really just a song. It was just this one song, Pure Gold. And I think it was almost two years ago, believe it or not. But yeah, it's like we had, you know, this one new song, Pure Gold. We made a video for it and it kind of came out of like my dad's passing. So we had the song. Recorded because we had recorded a couple songs, you know, one song for this Back to New York Hardcore Roots comp. So we recorded two songs and we really just released that one song and a bunch of remixes. Uh, right. of like other video songs like we you know we really hated the way the first EP that we had put out which is like three years ago now before yeah. w- you know before yeah. COVID uh, we really hated the way it sounded I mean it was just sounded terrible and uh so we remixed three songs from that and pure gold. And that was literally just came out digitally. And I think there was like some CDs. So to be honest, you know, once COVID hit, this is like just, it's like completely starting over from scratch, which is honestly the best thing that could have happened. Uh, because I really think that we have like an awesome, writing chemistry live chemistry and obviously Danny is you know it, it just changes everything when you add in like a, a, a like for real like a completely new writing partner way you think about music the way it's played you know everything we do is about how do we play it live and trying to capture that so I'll let Danny comment on it but for me it's like you know we're just completely starting over since our first EP came out literally five weeks before COVID hit so it's like it got squashed and and I'm glad like because this is this could almost be called a different band name in my in my view, you know?
3: Yeah, well, it's it's. I, I didn't realize you didn't like that first. That, I assume you're talking about Raise the Glass. Um, and I do remember how that came out. Yeah. And uh, it came out, and like you said, 2020, that's when everything went to shit. I even wrote a review for my website that never even went up because the website took two more years to go through. Everything stopped. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's interesting yeah. the way this has come about. When we talked last time, you had mentioned to me that there was some interest in having Danny join the band, but you also told me to pull back a little bit <laughs> when I expressed my excitement about that, because you weren't sure that that was going to be yeah. a reality. Danny, you're, yeah, you you're know, in I, the band now. How
2: did that happen? So uh, uh, just basically spending time with these guys in the studio, um, you know, they, they talked me into it <laughs> because honestly, <laughs> I, I, I did not want to join somebody else's band. You know, I was not looking to join somebody else's band, um, you know, pre-pandemic. I was, uh, playing, I was just living my life at home and playing the drums, playing my own music like I've always done my entire life, recording music at home and just, you know, happy to do that, um, uh, you know, and, and hoping to, to, to form something new soon, but just kind of like, you know, pretty, pretty content playing music by myself at home um, because I've been doing that my whole life, you know? Yeah. And uh, Danny contacted me. It was like the end of 2019. And uh, wait, no, was it 2019? 2019? Oh, the end of 2020. The end of 2020. 2020, 2020 yeah. yeah. And he was like, what are you doing? I said, well, you know, nothing, you know? And he was like, well, you know, uh, why don't you come to the studio and play drums? Let's jam. And uh, I was interested in jamming with Danny because I know Danny forever and I know how great he is and talented he is. Um, and I love Dan. I've known him, you know, for 30 plus years. But I, I when I listened to the Kings Never Die stuff that was out there, I didn't love it. Like I knew it was good and I knew they would be good because of the people involved. But I just didn't love uh, for me what they were doing. You know, it wasn't my thing. It wasn't what I do at all. And, uh, I, you know, I didn't want, not wanting to be rude to my friend. I was just like, well, you know, uh, I just really don't want to. And he was like, ah, come down to the studio, jam, and it'll, it'll be fine, you know. He convinced me to come to the studio, just me and him. We started jamming. And uh, as soon as we played together, you know, I felt like we had a great, um, like a great uh, connection already, you know, he yeah. and I. And um, you know, he, he kind of like, over time, he was introducing me to some of the songs they had. And, you know, I, I'm very honest about things. I'm like, look, you know, I don't really love the song. I don't know what the hell this song is about. I don't understand the words. I don't really, I don't, I'm not getting the riffs. You know, uh, you know, did you ever think about maybe rewriting some of this stuff? Because for me to enjoy music, like I'm very plugged into the lyrics, I'm very plugged into the energy of the song, you know, for me to really love a band, I, I got. I kind of got to get it on all levels. Like, I got to feel the energy of it. I got to get the message. I don't care so much if it's heavy or not heavy or whatever. It's just I, I got to feel that I can relate to it and feel like a part of the energy of it. And um, just some of those songs that they had, I didn't really feel the energy. I, like, I wasn't getting it. And as Danny was playing me the songs and playing me the riffs, he was like, look, you know, if you got another idea. And I was like, actually, I do. You know, and uh, <laughs> we just started kind of... Um, rewriting songs and and riffs and ideas that he he had had from the band from the past and um he was showing me the stuff that he had we would work on it jam on it together and basically within like a month and a half we rewrote everything and um you know some stuff changed completely most stuff changed a lot some stuff was kind of the same but not too much um we rewrote a lot of lyrics we we uh We just rewrote the whole thing, basically. And it turned into something that I I really felt a part of, but also I just felt more more connected to because I started to like it, you know? Yeah. And I I was still resistant to joining somebody else's band, you know? But uh, after meeting the rest of the guys, like Danny brought in the rest of the guys to start jamming with us, the minute we all started playing together, you know, Danny, Dylan, Jay, uh, and Larry and myself, I I felt like a good energy amongst the guys and, and it was just awesome. It was fun. So uh, my wife was like, just go, go play with those guys. They're cool. (laughs) Go play with them, you know, get out of the house. So, you know, we just started playing regularly and it just, uh, you know, at some point I was like, Hey, let's go to my friend's studio and record all this stuff. Let's do it live and just go bang this out because we sound really great in rehearsal. So uh, we went and recorded like 11 or 12 songs in the studio in like two days. And then we went back and did four more. And, uh, yeah, so here we are now, uh, you know, playing drums for Kings Never Die.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's quite a jump from uh, being apprehensive about joining to already having, uh, sounds like an album and a half in the, in the tank.
1: Dan, um, how did... Rolled.
3: That's how <laughs> <laughs> Dan, how did, how did it go over with the, with the criticism and the compromise? Do you think that you guys and the rest of the band would have been open to that type of uh, reaction from somebody or from a new drummer if it weren't somebody of Danny's stature? Uh,
0: I, I really don't care. I mean, I, I, got, I, don't, I don't think in those terms. All I know is that Danny was 100% right. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, you, you spoke about like raise a glass. Like I, I like, I like some of those songs, but when, like, if we play one or two of those older songs now, it sounds like a totally different song. Like we play before my time live, we record, we re-recorded before my time and we rewrote the song, the feel like, so when we do release the newer version of before my time, it's a totally different animal. And that's, I think, what Danny's talking about. Like when we got in the studio and I started playing, ID, like new songs that we had started to work on uh, and started sometimes as like, you know, I, I have this, horrific garage band setup, and I have an idea and I make my shitty garage band recording and I work on it and then I send it to some of the other guys. Like so when me and Danny went in the studio together, I, I had some songs that I thought were like, hey, this is really a complete song. And I had other songs that were just like an idea. But the beautiful thing about it and the beauty of music and creating music with people is letting is being open to everybody making that song their own Mm -hmm. and and that if you're not open to doing that well then you're never going to have an opportunity to play with great people and great musicians and great and like you know everybody that you know accomplished or not like everybody should feel like i need to make this mine it doesn't matter who came who might have come up with the original idea for this song or that song it's it's the sum of the parts it's the people and the band and and i think every great band uh every great band you know, take Biohazard, for instance. That is the sum of the parts, man. Every well, you, guy. You said, in that- you said great bands, though. Biohazard, not, not a great band. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Yeah, you know, but I'm, I'm saying <laughs> not the Beatles. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, nobody's the Beatles. Almost. So. But, you, you know, the reality is like uh, you you want to you want to create something with people that you want to. You know, open yourself up to make if you want to make the greatest thing you can make or be a part of something great, you know, even if you just love it, then you want to do it with people. One that you love and care about and two that haven't have, you know, an open register to make it their own. And and that's what I meant before, by I really feel like this is just, you know, we're really we really just restarted the band because the beginnings of the band was crushed immediately and i think that that was for the best so i think everything's worked out really kind of beautifully you know i'm grateful i'm grateful
3: yeah that's interesting and and it's a it's a very nice uh nice perspective on it um do you think do you guys think that these are only things that you could have uh, i don't want to say handled or thought of but like like danny i'm sure you've in the past probably made some music that that you didn't particularly like. And you look back on that and, and not so fondly. Yeah. And I'm sure Dan, yeah. the same as happened with you where you wish somebody was stepped in and said, Hey, why don't you change this? So do you guys oh, find it God. just being uh, with all your experience and wisdom that you of being in a band that you couldn't have done that earlier? It has to happen now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you picked up on that because, um, you know, it, I've done a lot in the past record a lot of stuff that I didn't really love. And, mm-hmm. you know, at, I'm, you know, I'm I'm 52 years old now, and this is something I told Danny too. It's just like, yo, we don't we don't have time to waste on some shit that's just half half baked. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't want to I don't want to do something that I don't feel that connected to, because some guy in the band has an ego issue and he wrote it for his girlfriend and it means something to him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a little selfish, but I, I have to feel connected to it to do my best. And the way I told Dan, I was like, bro, we're 50. You know, we ain't 25. We don't got time to dick around. Like this shit, we have to make sure that we, we inject every ounce of good energy and are honest with ourselves about this whole thing. And, you know, we have to make this as great as possible. And, and feelings are going to get hurt. And, you know, the week will be sorted out. Uh, At the end of this process, but, you know, we don't have time to fucking cater to, you know, uh, weakness and bullshit. You know, we got to make great music right now. And um, anything that's in the way of that has to, you know, get out of the way. You know, we just got to do the best we can. We don't have time to waste, you know, 50 years old doing this for 30 years almost. You know, it's like, you know, I don't want to waste time doing crap. You know, I, I want to spend our time wisely. You know, my friend uh, says all the time, time is our currency. And I love that. It's so true. It's like if you're wasting time on something that sucks, just stop, stop, and be honest with yourself and, and make it something great. And even if nobody else thinks it's great, if you know honestly that you poured your heart and soul into it and did your absolute best, then, then you're good to go. You know, I don't care if anybody else likes it or not, but I know that we did our best on all these songs. You know, we injected our emotions and our feelings into it and felt it and everybody in the band feels a part of it. And we play it with great energy uh, because it's real to us. So to me, that's, that's what music's all about. You know, if, if you take away the authenticity and, and the intensity, you got nothing left. So there was no time to waste on uh, half-stepping with, with shitty songs. You know, it was no time. It was just like, yo we got to do the best thing we can or I'm out, you know, or, or we're done. You know what I mean? It's like, after all these years, you know, if somebody were to hear a new band where there's guys in the band who've had, you know, 20, 30 years of experience in other bands, you expect it to be something that's polished somewhat and well-developed and really focused and good, even though our recordings are not super polished. Um, they are the, the, the impact of the songs are well-focused and, and, um, meaningful you know it's not there's no wasted bullshit on there there's no spam on there you know what i mean so that's, sure, that's good enough for me
3: the, the the of course the only songs that i've heard from you guys so far as as this edition of of kings never die is the good times and the bad ep the four tracks and they definitely do sound like a a at least refreshed version of the band it's and you, like you mentioned that energy is totally there Your drumming danny is very obvious um the 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 energy that the even the one track of uh, what we're made of it seems like the heaviest thing I've heard from you guys yet. And uh, I don't there's there's a lot on it that I do enjoy, but it's only four songs, so I'm interested in the rest of it. But how did you decide to only release four songs now? And how also did you end up with fast break records? I let Danny pick those songs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was it, like, you know, to me, any four songs you want to do, go ahead. And he was like, well, let's do these four. And I thought, great, brilliant, perfect.
0: Put them out there. Who cares? You know, it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I think the thing is this. It's like, uh, you know, we we have an entire album already ready to pretty much ready to go after mm-hmm. this. So even to me, like I love every song that we have created together. Like I love them all. Uh, so really, when it came to songs on the EP, it was like, well, I like the energy of this song rally. You know, that would be a good first song maybe for people to hear. It's got a little bit of everything. Uh, This song, Side by Side, you know, I I think it really stands out a little bit. Uh, We did this incredible song called Good Times and the Bad with Jotham Oliver uh, of Wisdom and Chains, who, who essentially. And it was the same thing with Jotham working with him was, hey, here's the track. We love this song. You have free liberty, do whatever you want, change lyrics, whatever you want to do to make it yours, make it yours. And that's just part of like what Danny spoke about, like the reality process. And and I've learned so much in the last couple of years from Danny about, hey, even though you could write something that might be like, you know, like memorable, but what is the meaning Like, what are you saying? And and I've done that in the past, Dan. I mean, I've definitely written a lot of songs that are kind of about nothing. They're kind of about, you know, (laughs) bullshit, you know. So it it was like, wow, man, like I could use these words and I could I need to learn how to write these words and make them have what is the meaning? And Danny's, you know, said it like it's got to be real. And I I think about a lot and I have a lot to say. And then you could have an idea. And then Danny, you know, rewrites and writes from scratch. A lot of the lyrics have been written by Danny and Dylan will listen to the lyrics. And we both told Dylan, if, if these, if this doesn't mean something to you, if your heart is not in what this song is saying, go ahead, change it, make it yours. Mm -hmm. And 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 I really think that, like, you know, and both me and Danny said it, like, uh, we love what we're doing. Uh, Of course, we hope other like we say, oh, if nobody else likes it, you know, it doesn't matter. But, you know, the reality is, I think if, if, if people know it's real and it's authentic, I think people will relate to it. And I think it will catch on. You know, I just think it's a matter of like people just getting the opportunity to hear it. You know what I mean? That there's a yeah. lot of really good bands that just never get heard. Uh, some of some of the bands, my favorite bands like you know, they, they never played to more than 15 to 30 people, but I love the band. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's about being heard. Um and and the fast break thing really really we knew that we needed to to release a few songs, right? Like we knew we needed to get
1: Here's a cool fact.
0: some music out there we spent almost a year and a half writing recording it and you know really danny made a phone call to richie uh, mancuso you know richie crutch from wisdom and chains sure. and said hey you know would you help us out getting a few songs out and he was like yeah no doubt and we hooked up with tim and richie and within uh, four five weeks we released rally you know so really we're just you know we're grateful really to Richie and Tim and Soda and everybody at Fastbreak for just jumping on and you know incredible amount of work they did just just to get things rolling you know
3: right well why why only an EP why not just go with the full length now
0: i don't know um i think it was just t- it was just the time frame like gotcha. we had an opportunity and let's just get some music out and you know, I I really just think that was it. You know, it was, you know, we had a bunch of like uh live show opportunities that we're super grateful for. You know, we had uh the black and blue bowl coming up, um I think that was like May fifteenth. And then we had like four or five shows opening for Life of Agony, and some of those shows had Doggy Dog on it uh as well. And then we had uh shows right after that we had shows booked uh you know we had a show with Murphy's Law for hardcore for pits and then we had a couple sworn enemy shows booked and then we had this is hardcore booked and i think it was like hey we, we got to get some let's get it out you know we knew that stuff was coming up and this was the you know the quickest way uh and 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 thankfully you know that we were able to do it And it wouldn't have been possible without fast break.
2: And, you know, to add to that kind of, we're, we're aware that we need to build an audience. You know, um, we know that, um, we're a baby band. We're starting all over again and nobody knows who we are. You know what I mean? Nobody knows who we are. So, I mean, we, we have to get ourselves out there. We got to start somewhere. I think an EP was a good idea. Um, of not overwhelming people, but just kind of like introducing the band. Like here, you know, here's, here's what we're doing. This is what it's called. Here's who's in it. This is what we look like. This is what we sound like. Um, And let's get some shows and do the work um, of building a following for the band because, you know, starting over in a band is really hard these days. Um, And I mean, we're glad to be on the East coast where there's a large scene that we can tap into. And um, like Danny said, we've had some friends offer us some great shows that probably we wouldn't have gotten if we, if we didn't know these guys and weren't friends with them and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's been some advantages. Um, but at the end of the day, if nobody likes the band, it doesn't matter anyway. So <laughs> the EP is just a great way, a great way to kind of introduce people to what we're doing now. Like, hey, you know, here's an EP. It's five bucks, you know, you just... Check it out, you know, get it for free, whatever. Who cares? Just check it out and come see a show and figure out if you like us or not. You know, that's all.
3: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And uh, I like the the amount that's, well, I'm I'm also an East Coast guy and uh, in Pennsylvania myself. So, of course, I'm very familiar with Wisdom Change, and I would actually consider them to be my favorite hardcore band of all time for several reasons. Mm. So I was very glad to see uh, Joe on there. Fast Break Records, of course, is, uh, you know, from the state, and you got Richie running that, and Soda, and I know all those guys. So uh, it was a cool. I, I was glad to see you guys jump on this label, though Mario and Upstate's great too. So I, I like I like everything that Kings Never Die's been doing so far. It all feels really, uh, really in the community, and uh, I think that's that's awesome. Um, you you mentioned
0: yeah, and, and, and Mo- you know what I think I, I think it's I think it's important, Dan too. Like we Danny said it before. We we know who we are. We know where we are and we, you know, we're do- like, we're doing this because we love it. You right. know, we're not doing this because like, we think we're going to fucking sell like a million records. Or something. I mean, like, you got to be realistic, man. You know, you got to be like, you got to be grounded and, um, you know, I mean, of course, like, we just want to, we, we just want to, you know, pave our own way and starting over is hard to do. It's hard to do, and we know that. We don't have any, like, false realities about that.
3: Does that feel make it any more exciting at all for you guys? Or challenging, I guess? Yeah. Well, you know, I love it,
2: it, It's challenging, and it's great. And, I mean, for me, like me personally, I've had people recently come to me and be like, yo, why don't you, you know, um, call so-and-so, you know, who you know from Biohazard, from the biohazard days to kind of hook you guys up with this. Why aren't you advertising the, you know, ex biohazard and why aren't you making it like a thing that you're in the band? And I'm like, first of all, nobody gives a shit. Second of all, (laughs) if, if it did matter and I did that, I think that's a weak move, you know, like for me, what's exciting right now is that we're doing something as an unknown entity. You know, we're, we're coming out and, We're not telling people, yo, it's the guy from biohazard, like, like all our ads and shit. Yo, it's the guy from dog eat dog. It's the guy from biohazard. It's the guy from this and that. Like we're not, we're not using that, you know, for whatever it may mean. It may not mean anything. It may not be, be a positive thing to some people. Um, For me, I want to know if this thing is going to stand or fall on its own. You know, I don't want to have that kind of advantage or, or maybe disadvantage. I don't, I don't want to have any kind of edge. I just want to put this thing out on its own and do the work to establish it and, and let people see it and give it a fair shake um, without it being influenced by, oh, the guy was in this band. Let's hook onto their audience. The guy was in this band. Let's hook onto their audience. You know what I mean? So sure. uh, for me, that's what's exciting. We, you know I want to see what happens. For me, it's already successful because I enjoy it and we enjoy it and we have a good time doing it. Um, but it would be great if, uh, if, if um, you know, an audience developed for this band who appreciate the music and appreciate what we do. You know, that would be awesome. So we'll see. We're, we're trying our best. We're ready to work hard to do it. So,
3: What good. do you imagine the, uh, the ceiling can be for Kings Never Die?
2: I don't know. Me personally, I don't I mean, think that way. <laughs> so I
0: don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that way either. I really don't think that way either. I will say that in my entire life of, 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 you know, playing music. I mean, shit, I made my first record in 1986. You know what I mean? So like the first Bucky bump record was 1980. (laughs) so for me, I, I I'll be dead honest. I have never enjoyed playing live more than right now. And that's a fact. So the ceiling, I mean, for me, the ceiling is just going out and just playing good shows, good, good, positive mental attitude at the shows, people that enjoy it and people that respond to the music. And I'm good, man. Like we don't we're not you know, this is we're we're not like this is not like, you know, dividing conquer like it's we're doing it because we love it. Right. And there's some there's something to be said for that. You know what I mean? Like we we're musicians we're writers we we ha- we want to have a voice this is a great way to have a voice uh, yeah. our songs are, yeah. are not about party and bullshit they're fucking about real life and things in our lives and it's po- it's 95% a complete positive message and i think people will gravitate to that and however however many people it is it is yeah yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, we'll and, uh,
3: I think that's a totally realistic and honest and uh, awesome way to look at it. Yeah, we'll see how it, we there's, we'll see no it <laughs> there's no other way. <laughs> you know, there's no other way. There's no other way, you know? like
0: so.
2: Yeah, at, you know, worst, what are you
0: gonna...
2: at worst, we continue the way we are, complete unknowns, you know, uh, playing. If we're lucky, we get to open up for a band that matters. Um, if not, we play our own shows and hardly anybody shows up. But at the end of the day, we have a good time. And we're doing what we like to do and we're having fun. So, you know, as far as being ambitious to bring this thing, like, you know, to say, hey, we got to sell 100,000 copies and all this other stuff. Like, uh, it would be amazing if that all happened. But for right now, we're just enjoying, you know, the process of doing it. You know what I mean? It's just fun to do.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it seems that you guys have, have been getting those big shows and playing to those cool audiences. Like you mentioned the black and blue. There's this is hardcore yeah. in a couple of weeks, which is like, I mean, uh, that's like the domestic version of the best hardcore festival. Right. Um, yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Like that's that's a big deal um, for a hardcore band. Um, do you consider Kings Never Die to be a hardcore band or do you put them somewhere else? Uh, me? I, I would say. um a a band that is
2: that wouldn't be here without a hardcore influence for sure. Right. Um, But as far as being like a traditional kind of hardcore beatdown band, no, we're a band to me that has influence and, and intensity like a hardcore band. Um, And it's been influenced by hardcore bands, of course, but um, I don't know. I, I think we're just doing whatever comes naturally to us. So there's, elements of hardcore there's elements of punk there's elements of metal in what we do um but i I think it's it's a very positive thing more positive than most of the hardcore stuff is maybe i don't know i don't you know what it ain't really for us to say i think i think if people want to consider us to be a new hardcore band then then that's fine if they want to consider us something else i mean it's up to other people to judge i don't really i don't really think about it like that I just yeah, love and It, doesn't, love and it doesn't
3: matter, obviously. I'm just I'm just curious, you know, the way people like to, to uh, categorize bands. Well, band.
2: It matters to some people. It, it matters a lot. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we love to play uh, hardcore shows for sure. And we love to play with hardcore bands. And I think we can fit right in. But, you know, we just did like Life of Agony shows and, and they're not a hardcore band. But, you know, we fit right in with that, too. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of a gray area.
0: Yeah. You know what, Dan, when, when you say, you know, a hardcore band, like <clears throat> hardcore is so wide and vast. Sure. Like wi- Wisdom and Chains, is that a hardcore band? Mad it is. Ball. That right. Oh, Mad Ball is a hardcore band. Sick of it of all. To me, I don't care. Like is a hardcore. Like it's so wide. Uh, you know, hardcore is a mindset. It's your attitude and how you approach the music that you're making and in my mind our attitude and and you know the the, the 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 lyrical value the musical value comes from uh absolutely a hardcore mindset so uh but like danny said like it re- it's up to other people to determine if they want to classify or you know put you in a genre i mean you know there comes a point where it's like you know, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, me, like, I listen to hardcore music pretty much exclusively. It's the only music I listen to uh, personally. The things I love, you know, mm-hmm. you like Wisdom and Ch- like Wisdom and Chains, one of my favorite bands, you know, f- every single album, top to bottom, you know, Sick of It All is probably, my, you know, my favorite band. Biohazards by, you know, definitely one of my favorite bands. Uh, you know, that's just me. You know, I love that, you know, Regulate. I love... You know, a lot of different wide, uh wide varying types of hardcore bands. Um, so I you know, I think it's a little I think it's too wide to, you know, if if hardcore the sound and the attitude is so wide, then I would say, yeah, well, I mean we're absolutely a hardcore band. What else would we be? You know, like, <laughs> you know, it's the mindset of it more than it's just, you know. A lot of people say, "Hey, it's like a sing-along, like a chant or sing-along hardcore band," when they've heard the new material, and I agree with that personally. What other people want to think it is, no problem, whatever. I don't, you know, it's
3: fine. I'd agree too. I think it does come down to ethics, not necessarily always sound. And you know it when you hear it, and you know it when you don't. And uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's it's so wide ranging. The umbrella's huge uh what bands that fit under it sound like bands that don't and uh vice versa so it's it yeah. comes down to the people in the band and i think that's why uh it's easy to classify kings never die as a hardcore band but that's just me and it, again i think it doesn't matter in the term that it doesn't it doesn't matter where you put it um as long as uh <laughs> as long as it sounds good you know that's that's my my thing yeah.
2: You know, um, I, I used to get correct. asked that question a lot with biohazard. People would ask Sure, and biohazard. that's kind of why I brought people. it up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, to me, the best thing in the world to be is a hardcore band because of what it means to be a hardcore band. It means that you are a part of something that is absolutely real and 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 it's full of energy that matters and is it's part of something that's making a change and making a difference and there's no bullshit involved. So, for me, that's the best thing in the world to be. Um, yeah. And always an honor to be considered part of that community. You know what I mean? Like, it's an honor for somebody to say, Hey, you guys are a hardcore band. To me, that's like a badge of honor. You know, that's like, really? You think so? That's fucking awesome. You know, because hardcore bands are the best kind of bands. You know, that's just the way I've always felt at, you know, my whole life, like that they're just the most honest, real, authentic shit out there as hardcore bands, you know, hardcore Mm -hmm. punk, whatever you want to call it. Um, So, uh, you know, I hope people classify us as that. I hope people think of us as that. It would be an honor to be considered that,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I've heard it a bunch of times too, like, what is hardcore music? Right? Like, hardcore music is when the people on the stage are exactly the same as the people in the audience. So, that's it, man. Like, that's us. (laughs) I mean, we're like, you know... (laughs) We don't think we're anything more than that, and I'm, I'm honored just to be that. So you know, that's it. I mean, I,
3: yeah. Well, that that that's I think that's as good of an answer as it can be. Good times in the bag comes out July first. Fast break records, real quickly. What are you most looking forward to with the release of this EP?
2: I'm hoping that people hear it, like it, and and we start getting some more shows because playing live is what we really love to do. And it's the most fun and and it's amazing to play with great bands and see them and be a part of what they're doing. So that's for me, that's what I'm most looking forward to once the EP comes out.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I'm exactly the same. You know, I said it before. It's, it, it's about the reaction. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, you know, there's only one song other than the video that that just today, you can now see on on Fast Break's YouTube page, but for the first three days, it was only available if you went to no echo, and clicked on the interview, and clicked on the link for the vi- for the video. Right? Yeah. It was like hidden. It was a three day <laughs> no echo premiere. Yeah, but yeah. listen, like that video got it's got almost fifteen hundred views in three days. So that's like an honor to me, right? And. The other thing is when we released Rally, the the the, the first song, right? I, I don't even like to call them singles. They're just tracks, man. Yeah. Like we just released the track. When we released that track, immediately the next six, seven shows we played, I saw people singing the words, reacting to the music. So When you say, you know, like, what are you looking forward to most with the EP? Well, now there's four songs for people to react to and interact with. And we've been waiting a long time for that. You know, like, we've probably played 20 to 25 shows before any music came out, okay? Before this EP is even coming out July 1st, we've probably played 20 to 25 shows, and we basically have gone out and played all new songs other than a few older songs that we completely rewrote. Right. Like, so, uh, you know, what I'm looking forward to is going out and playing now that we have the, you know, some new music out and it's about the live experience, the interaction, the reaction to something that you created. Like that is You know, you create the music first for yourself and then, you know, you create it for the for the people you're, you know, grateful enough to play with and you love it. And now you get to like other people have an opportunity to hear it. So, you know, I just hope that people give it an opportunity, listen to it and and make their own judgments of it. And then I'm looking forward, as I know Danny is, to just going out, playing more live shows, because that's really what I think we do best. And, uh, and and looking at the reaction,
3: you know? Mm-hmm. you got a ton of catchy songs. And uh, there some of them were stuck in my head just this morning. And just from this, not only just this EP, the other stuff too, you know, when I think back on those old tracks, it's like you guys always knew how to get an earworm in there. And now it just sounds so much, like you said, the energy's there. I, I imagine these songs are going to translate great live. And uh, I hope it's exactly what you have in mind. Yeah, man. Cool. I mean, we love playing them awesome well hey guys uh, I gotta wrap it up but I appreciate you taking the time once again to have this conversation July 1st where can people get that by the way in in the United States FastBreakRecords.com. in Europe uh,
0: the best place to get it is is cortexrecords.com and yeah that's where you get it and if you want to know what's up you know we we use Facebook a little bit but Instagram uh, is really you know how we communicate and it's just Uh, Kings underscore never underscore die underscore official.
3: So there you have it. That was my conversation with the Dans in King's Never Die. really had to resist the urge to not fanboy out on uh, Danny Schuller. Biohazard is, (laughs) without a doubt, one of my favorite heavy bands ever. Ever since I was a kid, I remember getting State of the World Address in that Orange Case and being uh, kind of obsessed with it. And then uh, somewhere along the line, I got New World Disorder became like the one that I liked the most. I don't know why. I mean, I still think that record's cool as hell. But it was like the one that I loved. And then, you know, there was Urban Discipline, naturally, and Mataleo All of them. I loved them all. Still do. Yeah, except for Uncivilization. I'm going to go on record. I don't like Uncivilization. Tried so many times. Just don't like it. Anyway, this is not about Biohazard. This is about Kings Never Die. And the song you just heard was Side by Side off of the Good Times and the Bad EP. Out now on Fast Break Records. If you want to know more about the band, you can go to their band page on gettingitout.net. If you want to know more about lots of bands, over a thousand bands, go to gettingitout.net. Check the featured bands page. You'll find some stuff there. I also want to tell you to go there to check out all the latest news and reviews for music. And that's it. Just music. I don't review anything else. In fact, I barely review music. I just do it when I can. But a couple of them have gone up recently. Uh, Panica, I believe, was the last one I did. Ryan Rainbro. From Meep Meep to Blood Command. And I think that's how I'm going to end this episode. I think I'm going to end it with a Blood Command track. So hold on for that. But if you want to go follow at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on Instagram. That's the best way to keep up with what's going on. To see the unboxing videos that you love so dearly. I'm trying to figure out a way to jazz them up about I have Adobe Premiere, I have the Adobe Suite, but I only, <laughs> I pay for this, you know, whole, whole thing of Adobe products and I only use Photoshop and sometimes Audition, so I got to teach myself how to use Adobe Premiere. I also got to teach myself how to use a soldering iron, never used that before, but my my uh, my amplifier and my 62 Seaburg jukebox seems to be uh, dying on me, and these new capacitors I have no idea what any of this means, but I ordered a soldering iron. I'm going to learn how to solder and fix this thing. Hopefully, that's the plan. It's Prime Day today. Might as well buy some stuff. That's on the list. All right, that's going to be it for this one. But I'm going to end you with, like I said, a Blood Command track. The song is called, I think it's called Saturday City. And it's off of their new album, Praise Armageddonism on Hassle Records. Available absolutely everywhere. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.